Hello. So today I want to share a day in the life. And I wanted to actually share this because uh, a good friend of mine, a Canadian benefits broker out of Vancouver named Antonio Zivanovic told me about a book he read recently called Atomic Habits. And the way he told me that it totally transformed his life and how amazing it was, it just really made me instantly download the audiobook while we were talking. I have an Audible subscription, so I get a credit a month and I just started listening to it. So it's only a four hour listen and I listen to it while I'm either on my Peloton bike or going for a walk or, you know, even in the shower, I'll bring it in the shower with me. I've got a waterproof phone. So, um, you know, that's one of the life hacks that I do, but I wanted to also talk to you about how I've been able to take these atomic habits, put habit stacking into my daily life as a benefits professional and actually talk through my day. So here we go. Around uh, 7.30 in the morning, I wake up to the sound of my two-year-old son singing in his crib. Uh, So I let him have some quiet time alone while I open the blinds and just kind of look at the trees. That's my one little quiet moment of the day where I get to stare outside. I do check my phone. So I check WhatsApp, the New York Times, Globe and Mail, Instagram, Gmail, but I deliberately don't check my work email yet. The reason for that is because a long time ago, I started doing batch work emails. So I only check my email twice a day, but because I only do that those two times, and I'm batching them. Um, It only takes me, let's say 30 minutes to 45 minutes to actually clear them. And then I can focus on what's really going to make a difference. The other, so this is the first thing that I do when I have a stack at seven 30 in the morning, when I get out of bed, the first thing I do is I put my gym clothes on and I leave my cell phone beside my bed. That is deliberate. So I don't take my cell phone downstairs with me. I don't check it. Um, I'm just leaving it. Now that's because I'm at a luxury right now. I'm not client facing anymore. I have a team that will handle client facing inquiries, but before when I was client facing, definitely I had my phone on all the time on loud so that if anybody called me, I could pick up. Um, so that's it at 7:45, I get my son out of the crib downstairs and we have coffees and smoothies. So we take turns making a smoothie together. He likes to stand on his stool and he loves, you know, putting the banana in, putting the spinach in, putting the protein in. Um, after that we turn on Sesame street and we just sit on the couch while I have my first cup of coffee in the morning. And then he watches TV. At eight o'clock, my nanny arrives and she starts to help out the day to prepare my son for daycare. And notice how I said both nanny and daycare in that sentence. I actually chose to keep a nanny during the lockdown because if I lose either nanny because she's sick or if I lose daycare because of a lockdown, I just cannot afford to not work. So one day of my time is worth a lot to the business and I need to be able to have childcare backup. Also for my own mental health, I just find that it was really stressful for me to have to, you know, call my mom, call my, my in-law, see if they're okay to watch my son. And then given age and high risk and all of that, it was just peace of mind to do that. I do want to say I'm incredibly grateful that we can afford both. And I want to pause here and say that my ability to afford both a nanny and daycare is a result of the last 50 years of collective effort from both my parents, both my husband's parents, plus our choices, plus our hard work and lines of credit. So I do have a line of credit because I would rather not um, stress out about how I'm going to care for my child during a lockdown. And that's just a fact of life. I've just kind of accepted that for the time being. At 8.30, this is when I have the most energy for the day and I'm habit stacking like crazy. So I'm proactively setting myself up for success to avoid cravings and to create a good system to do habits. So if this is Monday morning, I'm actually uninstalling Instagram and I install Instagram back on Saturday morning so that I can just enjoy everything for the week. Um, I go to my Peloton app and I turn on Peloton while my son plays around me. So I do have that subscription and I just do, you know, 
yoga and stretching and fun family cardio while my son's like playing around me. And then my nanny gets him ready to go out to daycare. So once he's out of the house, that's when I either get on the bike or switch to weights because it's more dangerous to do that kind of workout around. Um, I deliberately leave room in my calendar for people to call me during this unscheduled time. So that's when I will have my phone with me, but I'll leave it on the other side of the room. So I'm not checking it while I'm working out. Um, I find I am more productive this way, but um, if I just, if I'm not into my workout and a lot of days I'm not, I'm just like, oh, I don't want to work out. I'll literally just sit on the bike at zero resistance while I do an audiobook or a Chinese lesson. Um, I'm trying to learn Chinese cause I think it's a beautiful language and I think the culture is amazing. And I think it's going to be important for business, uh, in the next 10 years. It's going to be important for my son in the next 30 years, I think. So I just want to start, you know, doing what we can. Um, but then I find after 20 minutes of just doing resistance on nothing, I'm like, okay, this is ridiculous. I can work. So there are some days I do literally a five minute spin and there's some days I do a 10 minute class. Other days I do an hour and a half heavy weights and cardio and it transforms my day. But that's just one habit that I make sure I just get my butt in front of the, um, the Peloton. So then at 9.45, I'm showering, I'm setting up water on my desk. So that's another habit, making sure that I'm putting two big glasses of water on my desk. And uh, that's when I'm doing all my moisturizers for the day. So my sunscreen, my you know vitamin C cream, my concealer. So I'm getting ready for Zoom and I'm doing full glam. Um, do my eye makeup on right away because if I've got back-to-back Zooms, then that's when... I just want to look my best. Then I put on my uniform and my uniform is just a cotton white tee, some sweaters, a blazer, depending upon the zoom situation, some soft, uh, Mishi leggings. That's my favorite brand of leggings. They're so comfortable. I wear double socks because this way I want to actually get ready to have it stack for going for a walk. Uh, where I'm recording this in the winter and the winter here in Canada, it's February, 2021. It's like minus five, minus 10 degrees Celsius every day. So I get into a double, um, layer right away so that during the day, um, I do get calls during random times. So I'm trying to minimize how many meetings I book and leave more room for either random calls or uninterrupted focus work. But then if I do get a call and I know it's going to be a long call, if I'm listening, or if I have to talk about a tough subject, it's going to be 45 minutes to an hour, I actually just like put my hunter boots right on. I just shove my feet inside them. Don't even do up the, like, I don't want laces. I don't want Velcro or anything. I just want to put my feet in boots, put my jacket on. Um, and I just get outside and I start walking. So that's another time of the day that I'm setting myself up for success. So before I feel too lazy to get outside at 9:45, when I've had two coffees inside me, I make sure to get into my winter uniform ready to go. At 10 o'clock is when I'm redoing my daily to-do list. So I'm looking at all of the items I've got to do. I reprioritize. So I'll put urgent, important, and then cost cutting or revenue growing beside each one. I'm trying to cut, sometimes I've got 60 tasks on my plate that people have asked me to look at or do. And uh, I, you know, there's a term called OPP. I learned this from Michelle Romano. Uh, OPP stands for other people's priorities. So I also try to identify, is this OPP or is this actually helping me get to our business goal? And by doing this, I'll take sometimes 60 to hundred tasks and I'll put, I'll crunch them into six action items and I start with the hardest one. That's another thing I learned from Michelle. It's just start with the hardest thing, um, first and then, or the thing that will just move the dial the biggest. I deliberate, deliberately don't check email yet until this is accomplished. So I've give myself at least an hour to just focus on that first. And then after that, I will, um, do batch emailing throughout the day. 
Then at 11 o'clock, this is when Zooms start to get really heavy. So from 11 to 3 uh, Eastern time is when a lot of Zooms get booked. Um, so if I'm on Zoom, that's what I'm doing. But if I'm not, then I'm checking Slack, checking my calendar, following up on items that I sent last week that are still not done or preparing for upcoming deadlines. This is also when I look at my EOS scorecard. So EOS stands for Entrepreneur's Operating System, and it's a framework that I use to run our business. Um, one of the concepts of EOS is that every single leader on your team needs to have just one single metric that they report at the leadership meeting. So I've given myself a single metric and my metric is employee happiness. So that's when I'm just checking my mini poll and making sure that we're sending out a poll on what is the employee happiness. Um, metrics might change. I might have a different metric where I'm in charge of recording uh, 10 training videos and creating 10 uh, SOPs or standard operating procedures per week because I find, uh, you know, our business is so much like professional services and we have so much learning that happens from a word of mouth perspective. So when we hire a new person or even if we're trying to train somebody from a junior role to a more senior role, there's so much knowledge transfer that's happening. And I find we used to do so much of that in the office when we were all together. But now that we're digital, I'm just obsessed with documenting all of our knowledge in a digital format so that it's just there. So I'm working on building out, um, you know, a trail whereby people can learn. And so then that's when I'm also trying to get to my own scorecard. Um, at noon, either Zoom or that's when I'll do my first big batch email push. I find noon is a good time because it, it gives people room in the morning to get things into my inbox. That's when I'm trying to crush as many emails as possible. So I'm delegating like crazy. I'm deleting, I'm putting into junk or phishing. And, um, if it's OPP, I'm just kind of delaying it or archiving it. And that's when I'm really trying to get to like, what's the one or two email in my inbox that I absolutely need to look at right away. So I don't do the first in first out or last in first out method. I do triage my inbox and I look for really important things. Um, and I start on those first. Um, if I'm on zoom and if I can be off video, that's when I take all my prenatal vitamins. So my iron multivitamins, all of that, I'm just constantly <laughs> trying to swallow more pills to make sure that my body is ready. And also just to make sure that I'm healthy. Um, at one o'clock, I might have a two hour software development working session with my team. Um, then I take my head up at three o'clock and I have lunch. So I'll just scramble some eggs, put them on toaster cereal, eat it really quickly. And, um, then around three 15, sometimes that's when I find my energy start to slump. And so I deliberately try not to book a zoom after 3 PM, because I know if I'm doing that by five, I'm just going to want to sit on the couch and <laughs> eat chips for the rest of the night. So I try to avoid that by saying, okay, at three o'clock to five, if I can book a call that does not require zoom. So if it's just a one-on-one, -on -one, I actually just get, walking. So I go outside, I call my person and I have sometimes an hour walk where I can talk to either my HR manager or really important vendor. And, you know, building relationships right now are still incredibly important. Um, because we don't have that face-to-face -face component with the pandemics. Other times I'll get in my car, I'll drive over to where an important person like an employee or a colleague is, is located. We will go for a walk together. We'll do our one-on-one -on -one in person, but just walking outside because it is less risky than meeting inside. 
Um, at four o'clock is when I will get in the car with my nanny to pick up my son from daycare if it's less than five degrees Celsius. So it's really cold. I don't want him to walk home if it's that cold, but if it's fine, then she will go and pick him up from daycare and I will do work calls the entire time. Um, I do find I have a lot of guilt when I don't do drop off or pickup. So if I have space in my schedule, or if I know I can do a phone call with somebody who doesn't mind hearing a child in the background, which is actually most people these days, then I will actually go and do pickup. Um, I'll do it with my nanny together. And that's just, um, that's just what we do. So I, you know, there are some days where I'm on the phone between seven and eight hours between zoom and the phone. Um, I just, I think my role is mostly lots of relationship building, lots of uh, brokering, lots of negotiating, and that just takes time. Um, my husband is always amazed at how much talking we do in our industry and how much listening I have to do, but it, it's the truth. So that's why I'm trying to multitask, go for walks, do pickup or, you know, cook dinner at the same time. Um, also this is when I will book a monthly coaching call to keep my mental health on track. So I do actually have a monthly touch point, just like some people have a personal trainer or some people go and get a massage every month. Some people go and get their nails done or get their haircut. I like to make sure I've got a coaching call. So that's my form of therapy. And I also am part of a business owner group. That's another form of therapy where we get together. We talk about our issues and, um, that's really helpful for me. At 5.45 PM is the last time I check email for the day. So between 5.45 and six o'clock when my nanny leaves, it's amazing how much email I can get done in 15 minutes. Again, I'm triaging, delegating, prioritizing, and just crushing as much as possible. That's also when I'm doing the house admin. So forms, registration, library books, uh, weekend play dates outdoors. This is where all the mom stuff gets squeezed in the last 15 minutes of the day. And this is also a really key turning point in my day. This is when I, when I leave my office or my desk and I walk to go and, uh, do dinner with my family, I stop at my bed and I leave my cell phone beside my bed. So this does two things. It forces me to be present with my family during dinner time. And it also gives me an incentive to get to bed early because I'm addicted to my phone just like everyone else. But if I put it beside my bed and I know I want to check the news or I want to check social or whatever, it forces me to get to bed and then I'm already there. I can start my routine. So at six o'clock, my nanny leaves. That's when we have dinner as a family. And then between six and uh, seven 30, we'll either, um, I'll either watch TV while my son plays with my husband or vice versa. So we like to take turns. We call it the split shift system. <laughs> so we like to take turns so that each person gets at least 45 minutes to an hour to just unwind from the day. My husband has a pretty uh, stressful job as well. Uh, bath time at seven 30. This is one habit I can't seem to stop. I, I do check my phone at seven 30 PM. I guess it's like the client service person in me. I have these instincts like, oh my God, what if somebody's angry or what if, you know, the sky is falling? I can't seem to stop that, but I'm working on trying to calm that nerve. Um, my son goes to bed at eight. So we do story time, uh, songs, lots of cuddling. And then at eight 30, that's when I immediately do my own nighttime routine. So brush teeth, wash my face, retinol, moisturizer, everything. I'm just ready to get to bed as early as possible. Nine o'clock is when I will call a friend to catch up. Um, I might do a Chinese lesson on Duolingo. I find it's really fun because it seems like a video game and I feel like I'm getting that, you know, dopamine hit, that reward that you get from social media, except I'm learning a new skill. And then at 10 o'clock is when I open the Calm app, start a sleep story or a soundscape to lull myself to sleep. And I need a lot of sleep to function. I do need eight hours. And so if you notice in my day, like 
I'm not working 12 hours. In fact, I'm living for that one moment a day that I get to focus on move the needle on the biggest impact item. I need to make sure that I protect my energy, my mood, and my focus. So you'll notice I do exercise for three hours a day, but two of those hours might be walking and talking because I have to do so much talking. Um, and then one hour might be another, you know, just being on the bike. I used to think that it was a waste of time to do this much. Um, of course, in the, the world where we were commuting, this was also a big, big difference. But I find now that we've got so much more isolation. Um, it's harder to build relationships right now. I'm spending more time on the phone and therefore I'm just trying to make sure that, you know, if there's a zoom that I can switch to phone time so that I can either do other things at the same time. Um, that's really important to me. So I'd love to hear from you. What are your habits? Uh, what are some life hacks that you've got to make sure that you're protecting your energy? I know that being in front of, um, plant sponsors is, it's a big commitment. We have to really make sure that we're there and we're present to tackle really tough issues. So write to us. Um, my name is Yaffa Sakaja. I'm the CEO of Beneplan and you can write to me at yaffa at beneplan.ca or you can find us on, uh, the, the internet at beneplan.ca and yeah, look forward to talking to you. Take care.